This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. At the end of this episode, I'm going to explain our plans for this podcast moving forward. But right now, I am joined by the Wedge King of the Pacific Northwest, the Denim Dangler, Mr. Matt Judy. Judy, what's up, dude? nothing much man how you doing i'm doing all right did you uh you just got off the loop huh can you tell us about your favorite thing in the world otherwise known as the loop <laughs> dude the loop it's the move it's my uh my same scouting loop i do every day morning and night <laughs> it never gets old it always just hits different every morning i wake up <laughs> it's like a 10 to 20 mile square square radius loop just looking at all the fields scouting for birds but i love it dude see that's why you never kill anything is you just stay on that same loop all the time. <laughs> how long does the loop take uh, i don't know a couple hours a couple hours a 10 uh, to, well i mean yeah i guess a 10 20 mile radius by the time you go all yeah. the way around it and stop, pull your binoculars out and look at a field and yeah. see what they're doing, I guess so. Glass and you and do stuff. that every morning and afternoon. <laughs> yep, if I'm not hunting. And you never get tired of it. No, dude. It, like this morning, it was snowing. I was listening to Christmas music, like probably the best <laughs> one yet. It just hit different. <laughs> Did you get after the witch this past weekend? <laughs> no, I took a huge L this weekend. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> uh, we didn't have no birds to hunt, so we just picked a field and uh, we're just like, screw it, let's just wing it and see what happens. And all the ducks were, we saw a few flocks, they're flying high, but we just took a fat zero. What's going on in your area right now? Like, for those that don't know, like, I know you guys are on the backside of what looked like a major flood, but just explain that real yeah. quick and how it's affected your hunting. Yeah, so uh, early season was looking really good like going into early november there's a ton of birds showing up uh hunt was good um, we were banging on them and uh i think the second weekend of november we got hit with one of the worst floods we've ever had in our area like huge natural disaster and it devastated a lot of people it's hard to see but uh for a hunting aspect it just flooded out all our fields way too much water um there's a lot of water sitting in places where there never is uh so you get too much water and the birds spread out like crazy you know instead of seeing your thousand bird feeds every field has like 20 ducks in it so it just it just disperses them like crazy and it's the rain really hasn't let up since like all november last year we got five inches of rain in november and this year we got 15 so you know yeah insane insane. the rain has not let up so and like even our our ground's so saturated now so if we even get like an inch of rain one day it just uh makes everything surge surge back up again so we're just kind of waiting on the water to drop now and get them birds back to where they should be a little bit more concentrated and you guys the way that you're used to rain when you say it got a lot of rain and it's wet in your area that that's how I know it is freaking wet because it's always raining there anyway. So when you guys oh, say yeah. it's bad, then it must be really, really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. That's what I've been telling people. I was like, man, I hunt in the rain all the time, but this has been like too much. Like it's just real bad. And then on top of the waterfowl hunting, obviously it, like you said, it that that's the least of the concern, but all the uh, places that were wrecked, from the flood water and i saw a lot of stuff on yeah. your story and whatnot helping people out and i saw jen's just doing the same thing up up around his area so they must have got it pretty bad too yeah yeah they got it pretty bad up there too yeah it was hard to see a lot of a lot of friends a couple family members got really hit by it and just watching people like gut out their entire houses and just start from scratch yeah, it's tough pretty tough well before we get into this thing too far i want to talk about your hunting background can you just tell us a little bit about yourself when you started hunting who introduced you to waterfowl just take us back to your roots yeah for sure um so you know i'm up here in northwest washington uh 
how I really got started, I think I was 11 or 12 years old. Um, and my dad, or I got my hunting license or hunter's education when I was in sixth grade. And then my dad would just take me out to jump shoot only. We wouldn't decoy him <laughs> or anything. We would just uh, go go behind a dairy and creep up the lagoon and just hammer some teal and a couple mallards <laughs> that were in there. And, you know, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. I didn't know there was any other style of duck hunting. So I'd just beg my dad to take me out and go jump ditches and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> Straight redneck, dude. Yeah, yeah pretty just pulling pretty, an Arkansas move up there in the sack. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thought you guys were classier than that. Not when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> just a little country kid trying to kill some ducks, dude. But yeah, so and then I got into it and I liked duck hunting, but it was basically, you know, my dad wouldn't he we wouldn't go decoy or anything. And then when I turned sixteen, I finally got my hunting license and you know started getting decoys and trying to to learn how to how to actually hunt them after you know watching videos and so I didn't watch too many waterfowl videos growing up either, but I'm I'm totally self taught. I didn't have a, really a mentor or anything. I just started from nothing and uh, taught myself how to waterfowl hunt. And you said that was when you were, so you started you started jumping ditches and lagoons and stuff when you were what, like. <laughs> sixth seventh grade and then by the time you got to where you could drive you're like all right i want to now that i can do yeah. this alone and get my license i'm asking for decoys for christmas and birthday oh, yeah. presents and now where's your boy choke piece were y'all homies then hanging out no, around or did y'all meet no, later on we didn't we didn't know each other growing up it was probably after i think after i moved home from college uh me and him started hunting together and uh, i used to hunt with little choke pieces little cousin and then uh, he came on the hunt one time, and, you know, we kind of realized that we both had the, the same passion for it and just kind of teamed up ever since. I got you. Y'all probably wondering who, who, who the hell Choke Piece is. That's guy, <laughs> Cody Choker. He's, uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's KK Waterfowl on Instagram. You've probably seen his tags and stuff and a lot of Judy's pictures. Um, but he, yeah. he's always up there and <clears throat> very good waterfowler, fun guy to be around. But that that's who yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Um, I don't my, know how we right started. Man. I don't know how we started calling him that, but I think me and <laughs> Nick know. started calling him that, and he was like, "Yeah, I kind of dig it." So it was kind of <laughs> <Just> funny. <stuff. laughs> you know, I bet people want to know how the hell you get to hunt all the time. Can you talk about the berries and what you do for work that allows you to do this, like go on these loops every morning and afternoon? Because I know people are sitting around like, all right, how does this dude actually make money? Because you're not running a guide service. You're not running an outfitter. You're out there running around with your friends. Can you just talk about how you you make money? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, a lot of that's a a main question I get all the time. I uh, work for a company that buys and sells blueberries, uh, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, and all the big supermarket stores. Well, bro, uh, not just any stores. company, bro. The company. <laughs> yeah, no. Driscoll, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. A, they're the, yeah. the big dogs on campus. Yeah, so I cover uh, their uh, Canada, Washington, and Oregon is our region. And uh, – you know, during during this time of year, we're not we don't have any fruit on the berries. We're not farming, so basically, just uh, work from home. I know, and I'm employed full time on salary with Driscoll's, so um, it uh, it allows me to, you know, do what I do up here and have way more time than the average person to scout and line stuff up. Yeah, I know people are they want to know the answer to that. Cause they're like, whatever that job is, where can I apply? Yeah. Cause yeah, that's a like heck a, of a gig. Yeah. It's like a, I, I kind of just, dude, I got, I got that job out of the, out of a newspaper classified ad like <laughs> four years ago, dude, <laughs> like old school style. Man, let's well, say it worked out pretty good for you. Did yeah. you grow up in the sack? Yeah. Yeah. Hometown. I grew up here. Uh, went off to college and then moved right back. And you went to college in Pullman, Washington State. Yeah, is that yeah. Eastern Washington? Yeah, it's Eastern Washington. Were you doing much Pullman. waterfowl hunting over there, or slipping off into uh, Idaho or anything? 
you know, I tried to, but it it's tough out there. You have to drive like two hours north or south or west of there to really kill anything. You know, I was uh, just living it up, doing that, doing that college life, you know, partying with my friends all the time. So I kind of put it on the back burner because it wasn't like easy to hunt out there. Like it, it would, it would, it would have been a grind. So I just kind of would hunt, you know, when I'd come home for Thanksgiving yeah, and Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. 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 So that's when I do most of my hunting. And then when I graduated and moved back home, really cranked it up. Gotcha. Yeah, so Matt Judy's from a town called Nooksack, and it's, if you look at it on the map, it's literally right below the Canadian border of British Columbia. There's actually times I think they've been hunting where they've shot birds that have actually sailed into Canada. Uh, They're actually hunting fields that are on the border of the United States and Canada. So that's that tells you how close it is. When we were up there scouting, Last year, we were actually running this road that was going parallel with the border of the U.S. and Canada, and that was during all the COVID stuff when you couldn't cross over. And there's people sitting on the American side in their chairs, and there's people <laughs> sitting on the Canadian side in their chairs, and they're like hanging out, having beers, and they're on, they're each in their own country because you couldn't <laughs> cross over. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, dude. Just yesterday, I saw some dude had a like a propane campfire set up with a canopy tent. They were just chilling Jeez. on the border, just vibing with their boys, dude. <laughs> you guys had a, um, a heck of an early season with the local Honk Johnsons, man. Quite a different result oh, yeah. than uh, when they shoved our heads in the toilet last September and gave us a swirly. <laughs> uh, what what was different this year than when we were out there? Dude, dude, I had a huge chip on my shoulder after you guys came out last year. Dude, dude. we just we just got flat out kicked in the ball sack. Dude. <laughs> um, there we got we just we got on a one really really loaded field, and we got kind of lucky. And we we were evening hunting them. Well, the first day, my buddy Kyle. Uh, teamers ma he couldn't hunt so we just were like gonna go try to traffic some we shot like four or something like that but we knew we had a good one lined up for sunday that he had permission to you know and it was it was a big feed for around here like thousand plus honkers so we were pretty juiced about it and uh we shot 75 on that sunday and then we evening hunted for the rest of the week but we shot all those geese out of the same field every time which wow. was just like unreal dang you guys shot a few bands too right yeah we shot six honker bands too all local like brand new banded but it's still sick because you like, get we one? never shoot honker band no <laughs> bro you always get hosed on the band i, I don't know what's Absolutely. up with the 12 man draws for, for the band if it's dude if it's a clear single or between a couple guys you know that's fine but bro a massive rain out nobody knows who shot the band I'm sorry, the guy that's responsible for the hunt should get the band. Maybe that was Kyle. I don't know. But the guy that scouted it and got permission or if it's a lease deal could be between a couple guys that scouted. But, bro, the friend of the friend (laughs) of the friend should never get the band in those situations, man. The the limit boosters are getting the bands. Yep. Bro. That's exactly what happened. I think uh, old Choke got – two of them i'm pretty sure oh, that's good because he's a regular yeah. yeah yeah so he's he's one of the ogs so he got a couple i got straight shafted i mean nothing against the friend of the friends we we like no, them, no, but they like, shouldn't get the band i mean if you like, just man, showed up to load your gun you shouldn't get yeah. the band on a 12-man draw i'm sorry that that's just yeah, the way it tough. is but um what are your thoughts on the gentleman hunts i know you're like really big on those like two to <laughs> two to four guys like Gosh, taking turns oh i knew this was coming <laughs> um they're all right they ain't as fun <laughs> Dude, i've never met anybody that likes hunting with huge groups of people more than you do and maybe the guys in west texas you know they, yeah. they rival it but dude i'll be like hey judy like you want to go like a little bit smaller he's like bro we are not gonna put up a hundred stack if we're only hunting with four guys taking turns shooting green heads. 
<laughs> no, dude, it's not as fun. Golly, that's just man. that's just kind of my style. I like mondo stacks and huge groups. Do you like the groups where like when you come out of the blind at the end of the day, you'll see like five or six people, and you see their face, and you're like when did this dude show up? Like, who, yeah, who right. is this guy? Like, I've never even <laughs> yeah, seen this dude before. <laughs> and he's the one that like wins the band. Draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. So you guys have been videoing uh, a lot more of your stuff this year and, and putting it on YouTube. And, you know, I know Ryan, you and Ryan are pretty good buds and, and uh, he's yeah. kind of become more of a regular and in y'all's group. What, uh, what do you guys got going on there and how's it going so far? Yeah. So, you know, I met Ryan last year. He, uh, he slid into my DMS on, on the gram and he was like, yo man, uh, you know, new to the area, just trying to hunt. And I was like, man, who is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> who is this dude trying to get in on this territory dog? <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I creeped his I creeped his Instagram profile and it looked pretty legit. So I was like, yo, we're going to shoot mallards in the morning. Like, you want to come? And he was like, yeah, I'm down. And then, you know, kind of hit it off with him. And he hunted with us a handful of times last year. Got on a couple big wedge hunts. Uh, kind of blew his mind with that stuff. And uh, I saw how good he was on a camera. So I was like, in the off season, I was like, man, what do you, what do you think about trying to uh, – put together some really quality, you know, YouTube videos and he was totally down for it. So I was like, sweet. So we started off with our first early goose video and edited that one. That turned out really good. I think we cranked out two videos of that. And uh yeah, he's he's really good at that stuff and mainly YouTube because like not a lot of people like if you post like a 16 minute video on Instagram, nobody watches it for right. some reason. And uh so we figured YouTube was the uh was the best outlet to you know post post full length videos, and uh, we're trying to keep it real, you know, showing our L's and getting kicked in the nuts, and you know it happens more often than people even think. Like everyone just sees you know us mashing on them, but it's uh, trying to showcase just how we do everything, and they've done really good. I think each video's got over like five thousand views so far, which so. is really good for a new channel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with it so far, and we had pretty high ambitions going into November, and then this flood hit us, and the hunting's just been trash. So we've been yeah. kind of put, haven't been able to you know put any videos together recently. We uh, shot one eleven man, got that on video, that turned out pretty sweet, and now we're just waiting for our next really good hunt to start uh, cranking out YouTube videos again. So you guys have the birds in the area. I mean, they're there. They're just really spread out. Yeah, yeah. For a for a second, you know, I was out scouting around and I wasn't seeing anything. I was like, man, what is the deal? Like, there should be. There's always birds here by now. And uh, you know, I heard down south of us a little bit that they were loaded up. So I think for a bit, this flood actually made them migrate out. Which usually our floods, like it'll flood for like a week, but they don't leave. But I'm pretty sure this one initially pushed all of our birds out. Yeah. And then uh, I think we uh, we got a couple new pushes in between there. And now, you know, we've got four monster, like, they look, it's not a lake, you know, flooded fields, but looks like a lake that are holding just a shit ton of birds right now. So it's, uh, they won't get off that water to go feed. You know, there's munching on the grass on the edges of that flood water. and. Mm -hmm. It's just holding a ton of birds, so we're waiting for that to go down. Water's finally dropping, and uh, looking forward from, you know, looking to this weekend and here on out, I think it should start getting really good, but definitely not what we're used to for this time of year. Right. What's the temperature up there right now? Uh, right now, it's like 33 and snowing. It's been, we had, like, during the floods, it was like 56 and warm south wind. Just getting hammered with rainstorms, which is pretty unusual. We're usually like mid forties this time of year, but uh, we got a little cold front moving in. I think a, a few more birds will start showing up, and it should start getting real good. Yeah. Back to the YouTube thing, ducks. Everybody loves ducks. I mean, even I can see it with the videos that we post. You know, we shot 
a hundred and I think fourteen lessers at Blue Stem. I mean, there's probably seven yeah. or eight volleys in there that are stupid. I mean, like in your face, big time rainouts. I mean, birds doing it perfect. And we can post shooting fifteen or twenty mallards, and it's going to get five times of what those videos do. Or we could shoot a hundred hawkers yeah. in New York, and they everybody just loves ducks. That's all there's to it. And then when you start dealing yeah. with ducks over water then it gets even better. So for you guys, the YouTube, once you get back in a rhythm and get into them the way that you guys do consistently year in and year out, you're going to see some growth really, really quick. Just for the simple fact that everybody loves ducks. Like we push so hard to get as many duck videos as we can because they do so good, you know, but we hunt geese so much. Like we, (laughs) we do so much lesser hunting in like the central flyway and we do hunt ducks a a bit, but we just hunt geese more, uh, whether it be specs or lessers or walkers and just throughout the calendar, it just, we have more of those trips than duck trips, but we really push hard for the duck trips. And that's part of what we're doing next year with the, quite a change in our schedule is uh where yeah. we're we're not doing near as much traveling um for outfitters i mean we're we're definitely going to go see some um but we're cutting it back substantially because we are wanting to do just more of our own stuff that's a little bit more relatable and uh you know just kind of traveling around and showcasing some stuff that people have requested or stuff that people want to see yeah. because we know it's just it's more organic. It's more real. You know, it's, it's more realistic to what somebody can do at home than some of the stuff that we're able to do right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think about the migration that you've seen so far this year? Do you feel like it's kind of been on time or do you feel like it's been a little late or, I mean, what are your thoughts I mean, oh. as far as when the ducks normally start showing up in your area and when they did this year? And I know the rain has, has changed things a lot. Yeah. So you've kind of, have to look at it under a little bit different uh or look at it through a little different lens but what do you think about the way you've seen things progress with the way the birds have moved through your area this season um this year it's been about average the uh the mallards were a little bit later than normal but not like crazy late um they're like two weeks later normal than we usually see them the snows were super early. The snows showed up from like early October, and uh, there was a shit ton of them here for a while. The cacklers too. The cacklers and snows moved in heavy, pretty dang early this year, and they stuck around for a while. So we were hunting, you know, we were goose hunting until the first week of November. But the widge, I feel like we're a little bit early up here. Usually we don't start banging on them till like late, late November, early December. And we're, we shot a pretty good pile of them the first weekend of November. So those things were a little bit early, but other than that, it's been pretty average, a little bit warmer than normal, but up here, you know, we get them regardless. So yeah. we're so far North that, you know, they're coming no matter what. Do your birds, do they stay all year or will they push out when it gets like bitter, bitter cold or does it even get crazy bitter cold up there? Um, it doesn't like we, we don't get super cold. We'll like our coldest month. I guess when the sheet water freezes up, yeah. do they push out or do they go hit the rivers and stuff? They'll hit the river. They won't push out. Like, like there won't be a point in the season where like shit, man. Like all our ducks left. Like they stay here all year, and uh, it's basically when all the all the sheet water freezes and they head to the rivers when hunting gets tough. Besides a flood, mm-hmm. but they won't leave. They'll like maybe push a little south, but as soon as the stuff thaws out, you know, it uh, they'll come right back. It's a pretty unique area compared to most other places in the country. Yeah. Do you like shooting wedge or mallards better? Dude, you already know that answer. Straight wedge, dog. Dude, what is it about the wedge <laughs> that gets you so fired it's, up? It's just like the way they do it. They come in to die. Is it just dude. that little? Is that just this, they just be, dude, when they're just hollering at you, just whistling tough. Like, dude, there's some flocks we'll be working where you like can't hear people talking because they're whistling so loud, dude. It's like snows, but witch. 
Golly, man. They are pretty freaking it, awesome. It just, but I just, it just don't fires think there's me anything up. like a greenhead, man. Yeah. But yeah, I like mallards, but the, do y'all shoot many so, bands up there? Uh we get a couple a year. We just shot one last Sunday or two Ooh, weeks ago. I know ago Kyle got that one, yeah, that mallard band. Yeah. Yeah, he got that mallard band. That one was banded in Alaska. What do you think um, most of y'all's birds are coming from? Alaska? Alaska, uh, Alaska, BC. Uh, it's, they kind of split. Like, eastern Washington will get a lot of Alberta birds. But we get a ton of Alaska and BC birds and a few uh, Northwest Territories. I think the bulk of it comes from more of the western side. Yeah. You've got that um, mallard pintail up there on your wall at the house. It's like one of the oh, yeah. sexiest ones I think I've ever seen. Tell us about that. Dude, dude that thing is a unit. Dude, it really is. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, I shot that thing, shoot, I think four years ago now. And uh, I about, I about lost it. Did you see it before, there. like when you were scouting? Did y'all know it was in there? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Oh, you you scouted that bird. Yeah. So yeah, you knew you knew going days. into it, you're like, dude, we got a chance to kill this thing. Oh yeah, I knew that unit was going to be showing up. And he did and then, just perfect uh, or what? Oh yeah, killed that thing. You see him before you shot him? Um, not really, but we ended up getting him. <laughs> it's kind of how we shoot euros too. If we get a euro, we don't see him; they just get caught in the rain out. That's just our hunting style. So, have you ever like, have you ever killed a euro? Like, I mean, I'm sure you maybe have shot one, and it was a big rain out, and you didn't know it. But you guys see them all the time, right? I mean, in your in your when you're out scouting, every big feed is going to have a few euros in it. Oh it? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, almost like guarantee. I feel like you guys should kill them more often than you do. Well, if we actually tried to. We could like almost every hunt. We missed three as soon as you get a big so wad, you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You're not I, waiting for I a ain't euro. Sacrificing a big wad for a euro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll probably some people are probably like, what the hell? But yeah, I mean, we see it like if you're glassing a wedge feed, you'll uh, in, a, in a big feed, you'll see like ten to fifteen of them in there. Really, that many? Oh yeah. You know, on my loop last night, I found three of them, just like no problem. So they don't even really get you excited anymore. No, nah, they used to, but you know, once once you kill a couple of them, you're just like, oh yeah, you know, we're sick. But have you ever killed a banded euro? No. Dude, that'd be. Sweet. I wish that would that would be like the true P and W unicorn, dude. Dude, have, has anybody ever seen that? One, one? get me fired up. Do the uh, um, do the long eyes. Dude, I know Choke I spends so. a lot of time behind <laughs> the long eyes. <laughs> Dude, if anybody had seen loves, one, it would probably be him. He loves his spot and scope looking for bands or any kind of he's just always looking for weird, weird stuff. He's always finding cool shit. But no, I've never seen a banded euro and I've we've shot one widge band, but those are super rare too. That's crazy. As many widge as you guys kill, you would think you'd yeah. you know, you'd run into two or three a year. Yeah, but no, there's... Where was that one banded? It, that was the Northwest Territories band. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You would... I would just assume that you'd run into them more because I've seen them from time to time that are killed down around there, our area by guys that will kill, you know, 10 to 15 widgeon a year. But, yeah. you know, a lot of these widgeon are getting banded on their wintering grounds. They're caught uh in a rocket net or something when somebody's targeting mallards or something but there'll be some widgeon in there and somebody will yeah. catch them and then they'll band them and then a lot of times when they shoot the bands down here uh not all of them but i've seen a few that were they were actually banded here on their on their wintering grounds you know so yeah. a little better yeah. little better odds i suppose but uh you guys where your widge are coming from it's just obvious that that they're not there's not just a lot of research going on on them because you guys would no. be killing them. If the pocket of wedge that you guys were killing, as many of them <laughs> as you kill, you would know if they were banding a lot of them. And it's just oh, crazy. Yeah. Y'all don't see hardly any of them. You said you've only seen no. that one. 
Yeah, I've like glassed like two of them. That's crazy. And shot one. And y'all have feeds that'll be what five thousand plus at times. Oh oh yeah, easily. Sometimes you'll roll up like five to six to eight thousand bird widge feeds in the spuds or the grass. Yeah, dude, I bet that sounds crazy. Just unreal. Just whistling whistling like crazy, dude. Yeah, it gets insane. Like decoying, you know, flock of. If you're on a big wedge feed, the first flock will usually be like a thousand right at first light, and it is absolutely insane. Does that get you fired up? Oh yeah, dude! I get I just get like I like shake, start shaking every time I get so high, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, man, we're about to mow these things. <laughs> Are you excited about our wedge and floaters, or do you think you won't even? You don't even use floaters that much just because y'all are on um, sheet water so much. No, I'm pretty stoked about them. Uh, I think we'll use them on the sheet water a lot yeah. because we usually throw out some floaters if it's deep enough. I mean, sometimes it's only like ankle deep, but yeah, I'm pretty hyped on them things. I saw a picture of them. And I was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> they look good. They yeah, look they really do. Good. Do you like Instagram or Snapchat better? <laughs> Uh, dude, I love Snapchat so much. <laughs> like, if you if, if you, you had to give to up, me, if you don't... had to give up one, uh, I'd probably give up Snap for the bro. Brand. I know you don't want to give up all those follows you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, dude. Dude, you're the only bro I know that like possibly spends more time on his phone than I do. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I'm on my phone literally 24/7. But the, the funny thing the is, grand, though, dude. I'll text you, and I don't like get a respond right away. But I don't even use Snapchat. But if I Snapchat you, dude, that thing will be opened in like six seconds, <laughs> guaranteed. I don't even use it. Like if I need to get a hold of oh, you, yeah. I'm like, well, this is how you get a hold of Judy. Just go to. That's how he communicates with his boys when they're out scouting. Dude, they're like sending everything on Snap. I'm like, bro, why don't you just text? Snap. Oh, Snapchat's way better, dude. <laughs> you can put some greasy filters on there or what? <laughs> no. Like you roll up on a feed, you just take a quick vid through the bino, send them on Snap, and then you know it's just easier. Damn it. Bro, you guys <laughs> love the Snap, dude. dude I need to let I you just like I need to let you just run the dive bomb Snapchat for yeah, a while. Dude. I could run that up easy. I need to do that. <laughs> oh, you, you got Kyle on it now. He's been lacking, dude. Dude, well, Kate started out and he wouldn't wasn't doing anything. So then we've got <laughs> Kyle on there and he's doing a little bit. I mean, they all have yeah. a lot of responsibility. But, yeah, they're all doing uh, tons. There. They're all busy, but we do need to step our snap game up, so. Dude, I'd just be posting selfies in my reindeer hat. <laughs> Bro, nobody wants to see that trash hat, dude. <laughs> You're the most Christmas dude, like, I think oh, I've ever absolutely. met. Hands down, dude. I probably love Christmas more than anyone you've ever met. Easily. Dude, it it's not Christmas, but I thought, like, the funniest thing ever was when we came a couple years ago and your mom made those dive bomb cookies. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they were fire. Dude, she loves, loves doing that kind of stuff. Dude, I loved it, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I'll probably have to do it again this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back up. July 15th and 16th, you going to be at Squad Fest again this summer? Dude, you guys hosed me. What happened? It's on my wedding. Stop. <laughs> Bro, just skip it. Just skip your wedding, dude. dude I, <laughs> just put somebody there like, in your place. Yeah, dude. I think uh, Kyle Jones, like before he posted it, to everybody he was like yo squad fest you know july 16th and i was like oh hell yeah you know i'll be there <laughs> and then i was like wait hold up i wish i got something going on that weekend i was like oh dude that's my wedding <laughs> is the wedding actually this the day the 16th yeah it's the 16th wow so i was like yo candace how about uh you want to go to squad fest <laughs> hell no <laughs> Oh man, that is hilarious. Yeah, so I'm pretty bummed I'm missing out oh, on that. Squad Fest this year was like dude. 
awesome, dude. It was so fun. Dude, how many dudes hit you up at Squad Fest last year about <laughs> wanting to come dude. and ask some wedge in the PN Wonderland? Bruh. Dude, I was getting hammered by people. <laughs> like same conversation every time but it was so fun like oh you just get on the wids like crazy and I'm like, oh yeah <laughs> dude widget and fields dude they mess people up bro dude seriously like people it's like you know we're, we're probably one of the few places in the country where we do it to the caliber we do and people just lose it over the wids, the first time i experienced it was in oklahoma um it's been a little while, but it was a wheat field in Oklahoma. We were hunting lessers, but we knew that there had been some wedge in there. It was pretty freaking wild, man. I was, it got me pretty fired up, dude, shooting those wedge yeah. in that, in that, in that weed. And then coming up there and shooting them in the grass, dude, it's pretty awesome. And last year, Forrest and Kyle, didn't they shoot a Euro hybrid? Uh, yeah. American wedge and Euro hybrid? Last day we here, yeah, I shot a Euro american hybrid rusty sucker, yeah choker's uh freezer he's gonna get that one mounted oh is he it's a good yeah. it was pretty dude that was a good one yeah dude that thing was a stud yeah dude that was awesome what um uh, anything else you guys got planned for the uh rest of the season or do anything cool or no, dude. Just kind of waiting <laughs> on that, uh, waiting on that water to fall, just, so you guys can yeah. get back after it. Right now, it's just waiting on the water to fall, and it's hard. Like I've been like all month, I've been trying not to get frustrated about it because you know you can't control it. Right. But I'm just like, dude, we got to get back to you know beating some ass. <laughs> we usually <laughs> do. I'm taking right. so many L's in the last month; it's starting to wear down on me. But dude, yeah, you kind of lost your. Uh... You kind of lost your mojo, man. I think you're kind of <laughs> off the radar now. I know, dude. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people message me like, dog, like, what's going on? <laughs> you haven't, like, posted anything. I'm like, dude, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I hate the word grind, but it's a grind right now. Dude, man. Yeah, that's. That's pretty funny. I know that it's, it's eating you up pretty good. I guess we're gonna have oh, to get yeah. you on some sandhill cranes or something to pass the <laughs> pass the time. Turn you into the crane, dude, the crane. I can go for I can go for another crane mash, dude. That shit was so awesome, man. It's finally gotten right, you know, down there. But it was I know it was really tough on those guys for a while. It was so warm, and their birds just were not showing up. We actually had two trips that we postponed because they were like man it's not looking yeah. good like it's it's not going to be it's not going to be good so we yeah. actually postponed them because they did not have any birds and you know when it was scheduled you know we thought it was going to be pretty lights out you know that first wave nice first big push and we were going to get on them yeah and that was not the case they weren't even there yet so. yeah that would have been like if you guys were like planning to coming up like any time in the last month, I would have just been like, "No, like, yeah, it's uh, just not it's not right. worth your time." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's tough. Are you still going next? What is it? This week? Next week? Yep. Texas? Yep. Yep. Headed to Texas on uh, Wednesday. Kate and I, Forrest and Kyle, they are wrapping up. So they started in the front range of Colorado and then they went up to Wyoming for a couple and then they've been in Nebraska for the last two and uh, they're wrapping up and then we're going to hit the road to Texas. And then after we wrap that up before Christmas, they're all going to come to Arkansas and we're going to hunt in the woods for like four days. Damn, dude. So that's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, that'll be badass. To that. But man, it's just got- crazy trying to keep up with everything <laughs> with all the trips and the schedule and the YouTube videos yeah, and the uh, editing and then all the the day to day dive bomb stuff through it. It's been yeah, it's been quite crazy. a challenge, but we're making it happen. Yeah. Dude, I got my new waders on that bottom land. <laughs> dude. <laughs> up there in the P and dub in that bottom <laughs> land, dude. You're gonna be sticking out like a sore one. Dude, nicest one. I've always rocked like $99 Hodgman waders from Walmart, just like them trash Dude, You don't ones. even wear waders. What do you need <laughs> waders I, for? I, I wear them like maybe three times a year. You I like, hate waders, you like them? I can't stand them. I, they're all, I mean, 
Yeah, so far I've I've yeah. tried them on. They fit good. I got a they pair. Baggy. I got a pair. I like the way they fit. I haven't uh, yeah, I haven't worn them yet, but they they seem pretty nice. They look like they're built to hold up. So yeah, we'll see. They seem pretty Almost. solid. But you'll be up there rocking your rocking your bottom land pieces. <laughs> I'm dude. I'm gonna make so much fun of you if I see you hunting like ankle deep sheet water wearing waders. Hell no. I stick to bibs, dude. Usually if I know it's deep, we'll have like some other guy wear like one pair of waders so none of us have to wear them. Plus they gotta do they gotta do all the work if a bird falls in the old yeah. deeper water, you make them I gotta ask you, speaking of making them do all the work, dude, you're like the most anti retriever dude I've ever met in my life. <laughs> dude. I, I don't I don't like hunting with dogs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like totally against like any like waterfowl stuff ever, but yeah, I'm kinda different. Dude, why do you not I don't like mind, dogs? I don't I don't know. I don't mind it, but I'd rather go out there myself and just grab the bird, dude. Dude. <laughs> I mean, what if you kill freaking a hundred and you got them out there at like 50 60 70 maybe a couple that sailed you know 150 200 yards dude walking in sheet water and yeah it's pretty tough dude that's beast it's not that bad you though. just send a dog the good thing about up there is you're not dealing with that like thick like gumbo type mud that that we're dealing with man i mean it's y'all have good solid <laughs> good ground <laughs> Well, it, well, I mean, in those like grass fields and stuff, you're not yeah, really yeah, like sinking up, you know. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's basically like walking on your lawn with freaking water yeah, on it, you sometimes. know. Yeah. It gets soupy, and so, some of the spots we hunt, it's Does just it get like pretty nasty. Man, like, is this even worth it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess if like if you're in a potato field, dude, those that. are the absolute worst fields to hunt, but they're always good hunts, so it's like a trade off, dude. Yeah, I would definitely have a dog if I was hunting up there every day, especially if I was like you and wanting to shoot a hundred every time I went out. <laughs> That's the move, dude. Man. Well, dude, yeah, I appreciate and... you uh, hopping on here with me. You got uh, anything else fun or interesting you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. We got, got much going on. Yeah, everybody's just waiting for you to get back on the map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's waiting for us to get back in that groove, dude. And I'm, I, I, it's, it's starting to eat at me now. And I'm just like trying. I'm all on edge lately, and my fiance's just like, "Why are you just pissed off all the time?" Because <laughs> like, you're not mashing on the ducks right now. <laughs> dude, are you still, a, you know, the? I feel like I haven't seen it the way. It was in the past. Are you still mowing like four kickstarts a day, or did you shut that down? Dude, I uh, I actually shut that down for a bit, for like three months during the summer. And uh, I don't know, just something. I just was like, I'm done with energy drinks in general. And quit drinking those till like October, and then hunting season rolled around and back on them. <laughs> How many but are you drinking the reason, dude, the reason why I kind of slowed down is because they discontinued my favorite flavor of Kickstart and it pissed me off. <laughs> oh, you so <laughs> so you did it like out of boycott. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're like, all right, you're gonna get rid of my favorite flavor. I'm not gonna yeah, buy this like, anymore. Dude, I used to drink like five a day at least. What was the flavor? It was just like original green flavor i don't know what it was but it was the green can that dude. so they just deep. got rid of the original like yeah, the they just flagship it, dude. kickstart yeah. yeah and they just they just tossed it and i got pretty pissed so which one are you <laughs> drinking now uh the red one and a little bit of white monster so it's just not the oh, same That's jeez, dude dude threw me off my groove yeah you need to figure it out no wonder you're not killing anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, uh, in your prime, how many of those kickstarts were you drinking a day? At like at least four, something like oh six. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I used to buy them in the twelve packs off of Amazon. They'd only let you order like four cases at a time, but yeah, and those would last you about four days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, oh, they're so good, dude. What are your thoughts about like naps after a hunt? Oh my gosh, I hate. I know you're a big nap guy. 
dude, you're a big nap guy. Well, I, I used to be. Nap. Nowadays, I don't have time to nap, or oh, I would. Man, I, know, I know you still find a little time to dude, sleep. Dude, honestly, I really, dude, I really don't, man. I don't. Gosh, I don't have it. time. I've, dude, there's so much stuff to be done now in between. I, I don't have time. If I could slip away, I would, but, dude, there's just no time for it anymore. What, dude? Kate ain't picking up. Kate ain't picking up Nick Slack or what? No, Kate's doing a great job, but <laughs> he's not even getting to nap like he used to. <laughs> but I know you're a big napper, bro. I've dude, seen you. Oh my gosh. Dude, you I get over there on the recliner and naps, start on dude. Snapchat. <laughs> no. If I nap, it just puts me in a bad mood. Like I wake up and I'm like, gosh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've had times I've taken a nap so hard. After going really hard, dude, I wake up. I don't even know what planet I'm on, man. Oh, yeah, I'm just dude, like, like, man. You wake up, it's like, like dark outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think it's like the next morning. Dude, Holy I'm trying to get shit. myself oriented. I'm trying to get my bearings straight. Dude, yeah, I haven't I haven't had that this year. Not one. I mean, not. I'm not yeah, saying dude. I haven't had one nap. I've definitely had a nap this year. But <laughs> there hasn't been, there has not been very many. I mean, it's literally come back get photos ready, start editing, because even if it's not from that trip, what happens is if you get behind on a certain trip and you let it carry into your next trip, you will literally never get caught up. And the only way is to work, get it done. And, you know, that's just what we do this time of year. I mean, from August through March, I mean, it's, it's seven days a week. I mean, it 365 days, it's seven days a week, but for six, seven months, it's seven days a week, like 16 hours a day, 17 hours a day. And then once we get to, you know, April, May, June, July, you know, the guys might have to work five, six hours a day, seven hours a day, a little bit more normal. But right now, there is nothing oh, normal yeah. about our schedule or work. So, it's it's a lot of work, but I'm gonna get get uh, stuff done. It's a lot of fun, and and there's a trade off. You know, there's a trade off to be able to work remotely and to be able to work less. You know, at different periods of the year. Oh, yeah. So it's all it's all relative. But yeah, this time of year, bro, it's just like you said, I don't like using the word grind dude, all the time dude, but it's a dude, freaking grind right now. On that yeah. lifestyle, dude 100 percent, and if you let up you get you get behind and then you don't get caught back up so there is no letting up that's not that's not an option you just keep moving forward try to stay ahead and yeah. then we'll get to the you know i mean i don't even know where time's gone like i'll look up and it's it's freaking <laughs> december man like I remember I'm sitting on the pontoon boat at the lake and I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm over it. I'm ready for, you know, once July 4th hits and we get through that, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for waterfowl season. And it feels like it takes an eternity to get here. Then game fair comes and yeah. early honkers come. You're trying to get through all the early stuff. You know, it's not really that exciting hunting honkers, local honkers in September, you're ready to start killing ducks ready for the weather to start cooling off you get to october you're you know you're getting into the stuff that's a little bit more exciting and i look up and it's thanksgiving and well first i look up and it's halloween take my kids trick-or-treating i'm like god that happened quick like where did september and october go then the month of november i literally blinked a blink from halloween taking my kids trick-or-treating to honey baked ham on thanksgiving and then now i look up and i'm like dude we're already like well into december and it's freaking christmas time christmas and new year's gonna be here and we're gonna look up and it's gonna be over you know so we're gonna grind hard i don't know if it's going that fast for everybody else but man this year i don't know if it's because my kids are getting older i don't know if you know working so much that i just don't the days all just kind of run together. There's really no difference in a Monday and a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the changes with COVID in the last, you know, year and a half, two years, but I just feel like the time is flying by. Yeah. It's hauling. I was just telling my boys 
like last week and I was like, dude, like we're our, like we're halfway through our season already. Like, yeah. dude, it's, it's nuts. It's insane. It's like got me freaking out a little bit. Dude, speaking of game fair, you need to, um, you need to plan to be at game fair with us next year. Yeah, dude. In August. Get me on that. <laughs> yeah, it's in August. Uh, it's two different weekends. But plan on that. I'll send you, I'll text you the dates, but we'll get you down there to game fair with us. It's a good time. Yeah, that looked like I was watching the store and stuff. And it looked awesome. Yeah. And I could actually go to that one and send a squad fest. So, yeah, we'll plan on being there. Plan on yep. being there. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you hopping on here with me, and we'll, uh, See you next month. Look forward to getting back up there yeah, and shooting dude. some ducks with you, dude. About a month out from laying it on them woods up here. All right, bro. Let's keep our fingers crossed that that water recedes and yeah. we'll get after them for Hope a few so. days. Heck yeah. All right, Judy. I'll talk to you soon, bud. All right. Thanks for having All me. Right, on, later, bro. Later. There it is. Matt, Judy, <clears throat> the denim dangler. Matt's a great guy. He's been an incredible supporter of Dive Bomb Ministries over the years. Switching gears, one thing I want to quickly mention before I let you guys go. I've been doing one episode every two weeks for the last two years, and the podcast is doing better than ever. Can't thank you all enough for the support. With that said, amongst all the traveling and other responsibilities this time of year, I'm having a difficult time keeping up even at just twice monthly. So we're going to try something different. As you all know, Forrest, Kyle, Cade, and me are the four members of the Dive Bomb Travel Squad. We are going to have a squad cast rotation where each guy hosts two episodes, then the next guy, then the next. Forrest will be going first, so you guys will be hearing from him in the next episode that drops December 27th. I think it'll be a nice change of pace and give some different insight that will be received well by you guys. They're all great guys that are crazy knowledgeable in all things waterfowl, but also entertaining and very fun. So you guys won't hear from me here again until March 21st, 2022. Not to worry. You can always find me in the Dive Bomb Facebook group. I'm more than happy to address any topics or questions you guys have. I hope you all have a very safe and successful remainder to your waterfowl season. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.